Flush the bombers, get the subs in launch mode. We are at DEFCON 1. DEFCON 1. Cincinnati, Ohio. One more hour and I'll be home. Close my eyes and rest my bones. Can't be more than a mile or so from Cincinnati, Ohio. Cincinnati, Ohio. Welcome to the Hunt for Reds October podcast. I'm your host, Coop, and tonight we're here to talk some Reds baseball with you as we come down the stretch of the 2021 season. Tonight we got Branch joining tonight. As I say tonight, twice in a row. How you doing? <laughs> I'm doing good, I guess. Uh, yeah, hey, we're here. We're talking about Reds baseball. It's actually meaningful in September, so let's go. Let's talk a little Reds baseball. Now, over the over the last couple of weeks, the Reds have been riding first class on the struggle bus. They are 3-7 and seven in their last 10 games, and have lost five series in a row to some bad teams as well, from the Marlins to the Cubs uh, to the Tigers. Just terrible teams. This is not the time to be struggling. But there's still only one game back in the wild card because San Diego hasn't really been lights out either. Um, the The division is out of the question. They're 12 games back of the Brewers. That, I mean... You can just write that off, but Branch, give me now that this is what 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 today is it September ninth, September ninth, yeah. What are the Reds' chances going forward? Um, yeah, shit. According to half of Twitter, great because of the strength of the schedule. Let's open up beer. Suck that thing down. Um, the but. They they they're not inspiring confidence over the last couple series. Um, I still think that they're they'll come. This team has been resilient. They come out of it quite a few times of these funks, and they're in the middle of one of these funks that it maybe it's the worst possible time. Maybe it's the best possible time. Maybe they come out of it and make a run and actually do something in the playoffs. But right now, this doesn't look like a team that can win a playoff game. I mean, it's it's where they're at. No, the um, yeah, the, it, it, it's it, it we're, we're walking a very fucking tightrope right now with with Jesse Winker out. This offense has been not very good. I mean, they're well, struggling. once Farmer cooled off because he carried it a little bit there, yeah. And you know, they faced a lot of left handed pitchers, which for some reason is like oh kryptonite to this team. I could pitch left-handed and, and get through three innings, I think. I mean, if you're a soft-tossing lefty right now, you want to play the Reds because yes. they just can't <laughs> do anything with it. Um, Castellanos has cooled off. Wade Miley could no hit the left the, the Reds right now, no problem. Oh, absolutely. And out-hit and out <laughs> no hit everybody, too. <laughs> yeah. He's had a couple doubles in his last couple starts. Yeah. <laughs> well, the one wasn't a double. He stopped because he was going to get thrown out, but... <laughs> Because the yeah. one he hit off the wall in in Chicago, um, but with Winker out and playing guys like Delano De Shields every day, oh. which, uh, nothing against Delano De Shields, but there was a reason he was in the minor leagues all season. Um, this team has just really struggled as Drupal Cabrera came over and hasn't done shit. Oh. 
Mm-hmm. In the little opportunities he's gotten, um, Eugenio Suarez is still struggling as he's been all year. And he's Mike, been a little better, little better, little better. Mike Mustakas has, scuffed, has scuffled a little bit here and there too. He's he's shown signs. He's he's looked he's looked rough too. So yeah. yeah. So it's 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 well, that's a, like that's like twenty some million sitting over at third base in a hole. Yeah. And it's Ugh. just it's just a really bad time for multiple players to be uh, going through a rut and yeah, not having Winker. Uh, the Honestly, pitch... the only player that's actually been playing like they did most of the seasons been India. Yeah, Jonathan India just kept it up. And, and, and the leadoff hitter can't carry your team. No, no, the leadoff hitter gets on so that everybody else can drive him in. Yeah, and... I, I was actually thinking about that today. Is like Joey's vaude, Joey's home run was nice yesterday, but a lot nicer in the first inning. Yeah, it had been a lot nicer yeah, if people on too. Because it had been it had been a two run game, and at that point we don't go into extra innings or anything. Yeah, right, you know. Yeah, it's uh, it's just uh, bad time but to struggle. The lack of getting on base is scaring the hell out of me. Oh, we're not leaving as many runners on base as I mean. I'm fine with losing a little bit, and like even in in like June and like mid early June when they were they were struggling some, they were leaving so many runners on base, and it was kind of like, well, you just wait for the waterfall to fall, you know, because if all them guys are on base, eventually they're going to start coming in, and they did. Mm-hmm. You know, but right now we're just not getting on base either, other yeah. than other than one player. And I just I don't get why this team can't hit left-handed pitching. You've got strong right-handed bats in Castellanos and well before this season, Eugenio Suarez. Um, mm-hmm. Don't even get me started on Kyle Farmer. And you got Jonathan India, who's still been raking. Uh, well, there's one guy that can, but he only plays. Two times a week, Tyler Stevenson. Yeah, so yeah, you know, David Bell has also made some very questionable moves over the last week to ten days. Uh, with the bullpen, especially when you're talking about Brad Bot- Brock coming off the injured oh, list and getting thrown right into high leverage situations. The only reason, I mean, he, they they didn't have any best available last night. They couldn't have. I mean. I mean, they did say that Sims had warmed up four times in four days, and if a reliever warms up four times in four days, they're not going to be able to pitch. Yeah. Um, but but it, it was still, oh, that was painful. Because, I mean, we all knew it was going to happen. Oh, the guy down there in, 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 in Louisville, uh, Moretta, Morietta. Hasn't given up a run since he's been in hasn't Louisville? Hasn't given up a run. Shout out to Doug Gray. Santion looked like a stud. Santion looks good. Uh, Sessa's looked pretty good. Yeah. Uh, Justin Wilson, I don't think they even want to give a chance to. Well, they didn't even bring – they were over the three batter when Brock threw the, you know, pitch to to, To Hayward. Hayward that that cranked it. Yeah. I mean, they could have brought in a lefty. Could have brought in a lefty. Could have walked him. Wilson or Garrett. Could have walked him to set up a double play at the plate. Well, they should have done that in the batter before, but yeah. Well, yeah, but David Bell refuses to set up a walk to set up a double play. He he, he he refuses to walk anybody. He'll he'll do that stupid five man infield before he walks people yes. to set up a double play. He will not intentionally walk somebody. No. Which it, with this bullpen, really most, dumb. With this bullpen, most of the time it's going over the fence anyway. So I guess. <laughs> 
all you're all you're doing is adding a run. Maybe that's maybe that's his thinking, is that he can't trust the bullpen to be able to throw a sinker or throw a slider that somebody rolls over top of. Most of the time, they're planting it in the seats like Hayward did. I, Givens is awful damn good at it. Oh yeah, <laughs> Givens saying. Givens has been really good. I mean, he's yeah, had what I'm, one I, bad I, outing. You know how long we got him for? Is, is he? We got I, him for next year. Too, I think he has an option for next year. Um, don't okay. quote me on that. But sign <laughs> that option because he's he's been solid. He's been abs- He's been what you want from a bullpen guy. Yeah. He he comes in. He throws strikes and gets people out. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. going to give up a couple hits here and there. And like any reliever, you're going to give up runs every now and then. That's not the yeah. problem. It's you know Michael Lorenzen comes in and gets bombed every night. Oh, good God! I, I am. I'm over. Players in the team. I am just. Uh, I'm over. I'm he's over won. Michael Lorenzen. Even though he's got a good ERA, I'm over him, and and I'm over uh, Aquino. I just. I'm just ugh, done. Well, and that that that's the other thing is, Aristides Aquino. This has been the perfect time for him to be able to mm. break out against these left-handers, and he's he's not been able to do it. I mean, everybody is riding the struggle bus right now, and they needed this day off because, I mean. Well, Lorenzo doesn't know how to pitch until he loads the damn bases, <laughs> you know, or at least gives up two homers, and then he'll strike out the side. That's the thing that drives me nuts with him is his numbers look good because, you know, he'll give up a single homer that ties the damn game. Then he'll strike out, you know, three other guys. It's like, uh, can we, can you find some damn middle ground, dude? Can you just not blow it when it's so close? And he looks so damn good when they're up to like four runs, even though he gives up two. Well, I mean, the the game they won in Chicago gave up mm-hmm. two home runs in the bottom of the eighth. Well, what's the stat for for how many times for how many times a reliever lets? A let's inherited runner score. What is that one? Do you know? Uh, I'm not sure off the top of my head. Because it seems like Lorenzen really loves that one. <laughs> uh, I could be wrong on that. I'm sure there's somebody that will come on Twitter and tell me, oh, you're so wrong. This, 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 and this, blah, blah, blah. And they'll cherry pick some stats. And People and arguing on from, the internet? You know, from, from July. You know, twenty seventh at three oh five PM to August, you know, fourteenth at four forty five AM and thirty six seconds, Lorenzen didn't give up, up this, you know. Maybe you go either side of that and it looks like shit. You know. There's there's another other Not thing. Not to say that people cherry pick stats, but they do. Oh yeah. Everybody everybody always picks the stats that makes their argument look better. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Instead of looking at the full picture of, of all the stats. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna go for like a two week window and then that's gonna prove me right. Between four PM and six PM on Friday afternoons. Yeah. This guy is batting five sixty. To me that's honestly the most annoying thing about Red Twitter is that. <laughs> is that it's like knowing that most of us have jobs and shit and we're like dude i'm not doing this on my phone i'm not gonna break out freaking an excel file on my phone and break it down by the hour <laughs> <laughs> well the perfect example of that's kyle farmer he had a great yeah, exactly. he had a great july um 
really a great three weeks in July where, yeah, he was hitting the cover off the ball. But you look at every other month and it's like, oh, my God, this guy sucks. Yeah. It's so bad. <laughs> but he had a great July. It's I, I equate it to Aristides Aquino where in 2019 he had that great September or August, was it? He had that great in August. August September, yeah. And then September wasn't very good, and he hasn't very been good, very. He hasn't been very good since. Kyle Farmer is Aristides Aquino right now. It's just people don't want to. People don't want to. I don't know. I don't get it. I I don't get the love fest with Kyle Farmer. Nothing against him personally. Obviously, we're just talking yeah. about baseball. I I don't know the guy, but why do people want to give him more breaks than any other player? Jose Barrero, for example. Well, as we would say, it would be Scrappy White Guy. And Scrappy White Guy plays in Cincinnati very well. That's true. You know, it's the, it, it's the, it, and, and, and he's not wrong when he says that. No, there, you know, I mean, there are people, do that. there are people that believe, that believe in that. I'm not, yeah. Who's no, no, it? I mean, the catch he made the other night, damn, I was just like, holy shit. Let's watch that four more times. No, he's you been. Know, dude is an athlete. There's no doubt about that. <laughs> he's been pretty good defensively. Uh, yeah, I, I, he is an athlete. I mean, he could. As far, I guarantee you, any sport we could play, even if we were the same age, he would whip my ass every time. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he is a good athlete. A damn good athlete. Yeah. Um. And you know? when, when I talk, when I make criticisms up, criticisms of him, it's only offensively, because yeah. he's been. He's been at least league league average, if not a little better defensively, which is fine. See, I think that's the reason that David Bell's scared to move him off of shortstop is because as the years went along, the double play between him and India has gotten so much better. Yeah. You know, it, I mean, that's just – that has gotten – hell, that's gotten sunny out of some issues. Like, damn. You know, to where, to where these pitchers are having their rough inning – which it seems like every red starter, other than Miley, for the most part, has a rough inning. It could be the third, it could be the fourth, it could be the first. We just don't know. You know, and, and that damn double play has gotten so much better. And I and I think as uh, looking at it, putting myself in David Bell's shoes, I'm like, do I want to put Barrero at shortstop and the, let's call it just chemistry or practice time that, that – uh, uh, they that India and him have put in it uh, turning the double play. Just it's it's nice, you know. It's been it's been really good and and it's a little bit of an old school manager. David Bell's going to look at that infield defense and that double play because he knows it's going to save pitchers from time to time. Yeah. Well, my only argument there would be that Kyle Farmer has a lot of experience at third base. It's not like he's never played there yeah. before. Yeah, oh, totally. Um, I mean, it's all relative. He's played 50 but games. But would Guerrero and India be able to mesh as quickly? It, 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 what I'm saying is David Bell was thinking, Guerrero and India wouldn't mesh as quickly as Farmer and India have at this point because he knows how much work they put in into that double play. Oh, I agree. And you know. When it comes to the fans, I think – a lot of fans just aren't going to get over how bad Barrera was at the plate last year. 
in a limited sample size. They're just not going to get over it. <laughs> he came from single A. That's stupid. He, I mean, we're talking about he had 67 at-bats last year. You yeah. want to talk about small sample size. Yeah. So, and he came, he came from single A. And before, and, you know, really, you know, he was just working at the, the whatever that was up there in northern Cincinnati. Yeah, field and Presco coming Park. down, and yeah. you know it's a little, little different when you're getting pitched to by your own pitchers that aren't going to exactly hang them into you. You know. Oh, absolutely, and you're you're, you're not going to throw up very hard inside to your own teammate. It just isn't going to happen. I don't know. I I would have I would have given Barrera a legitimate shot, probably beginning in June, but. I don't yeah, know. I would have to, but yeah. Here's where we're at, and now we're going to have to watch it and probably listen to every time he strikes. Oh, well, what about that? Well, what about Naquin tapping a easy grounder to the second baseman five times in a game? Yeah. You, he hits two home runs the next, and his numbers look good if you, again, from 545 on a Tuesday to 332 on a Wednesday. He's really good. <laughs> you can cherry pick fail out of it. But against these left-handed pitchers, he hasn't done shit. He sucks. <laughs> I just, again, that that's one thing where I'm kind of a get-off-my-lawn kind of guy is the whole lefty versus righty, righty versus lefty can't have the same hand pitcher versus the same hand yeah. batter. We're talking about a difference of, what, a couple of degrees of angle as the pitch comes in. Yeah. Well, I, the thing that always bothered me with that is that supposedly lefties can't hit lefties, but righties can hit righties because they do. Right. Because they and get the, the opportunity. They, the reason they can is because they see a lot of righties. Right. But if you never let a lefty see a lefty, well, of course he's never going to hit it. He's never going to be able to make the adjustments to it. That's why So it's I, kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy when you believe that way just because you don't see as many lefties. That's why in the minors, I don't think any matchups like that should be played. I think you should, if you have a legit yeah. prospect who's like a left-handed bat, yep. you play him against left-handed pitchers so that he gets mm-hmm. the experience. Because if I mean, it all has to do with curveball. And I mean, yeah, the, it's know. the off-speed pitches, the you know the slider. It's the off-speed the, is the cur- is the curveball that comes towards you and then breaks into the zone. Yeah, and that's just. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't like, I, you know, nobody likes one that's coming at you and then falls in the strike zone. It's just that right-handers see it so much more than left-handers do. Yep. We're fine with that. However, get into late innings in a baseball game, well, I'm never going to let a lefty see it. Well, you know what? If you give lefties enough time, they might actually learn how to do it. These are professional hitters. Right, but at, at this point in the season, you almost still have to play those percentages because – well, now they have to, yeah. You, I mean, you haven't, like, you've seen the sample size of, like, Tower Naquin or Jesse Winker against left hand. Well, Jesse Winker's hurt well, right I've, now. Well, I've, I've felt this way about Winker for years. Is there's been so many people who want Winker to be a platoon hitter. I don't, I, my, again, my laptop's updated and I can't bring it up. But <laughs> the more Winker sees left-handed pitching, the better he is against it. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's experience. It <laughs> and obviously, I'm. Never, never was good enough to be a major league player. I don't get how you can turn around a ninety-nine mile per hour fastball, but a 
88 mile per hour fastball right down the middle makes you look stupid. Well, it's because that guy has a 99 mile, mile per hour fastball. Well, it's <laughs> you kind of got to be committed a little bit before he even leaves his hand. That's what uh, that game against John Lester. Yeah, oh God. He was topping out on his four seamer at 88. And it's not like he was throwing, you know, airbenders up there yeah, <laughs> with yeah. his breaking pitches. I know. I'm yeah. I'm acting like it's easy to hit. Obviously, it's not, or else everybody would do it. But I don't know. I just – the struggles against the left-handed pitching, to me, are inexcusable because you have enough right-handed bats even with planted percentages that it shouldn't be a problem. Yeah. But, you know – Again, this brings us kind of back around to. I hope they make the playoffs, and yet, if the if they go on one of their little "I'm going to score ten runs a night" thing for about four or five straight games, they can make some noise in the playoffs. But how do you feel about them even in the playoffs? I don't feel. I feel like well, the wild. If there's a wild card game, then okay, maybe anybody can win one game. But anytime you get into a series, it's five. You're done. <laughs> well, it's probably either going to be the Dodgers or the Giants, obviously. Yeah. And if you're one of those teams and and if the Reds make it into the playoffs against them, you've got to start a left-handed pitcher. Very much. I mean, if you're the Dodgers, what do you that's where That's where Miley comes in. Yeah. If, no, those, te- those teams have to – yeah, I mean, if it's the Dodgers – Oh, I think they're host. I'll be honest with you. If it's the Dodgers, I don't think they stand a chance. Yeah, if it's the Giants, they stand a chance. Well, I personally think if it's the Dodgers, they don't. Kershaw's on the injured list, so <laughs> I mean, they they would probably start somebody like Max Scherzer if, if he was available, or Walker Bueller. If I was a manager of any team and I had Max Scherzer on my team. He's starting. I've got to win a game. I'm starting Max Scherzer. Yeah, and uh, but but any but if you have a left-handed starter that's even halfway decent, I'm throwing them against the Reds. Yeah. yeah. Um, the Dodgers again are a little different because they have some great pitching. Um, but even the Giants, um, who who would the Giants start against the Reds? I'm not 100 percent sure on that. I mean, Gosman maybe. And I doubt it would be Cueto. It, it wouldn't be Cueto, I don't think. Um, then again, it might be. I see. That's the reason I like the I, I like the one against the the Giants better because it's there's not the definite matchup. If 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 Kershaw is healthy, then you, you pitch in. Yeah. But your fallback is Scherzer. Your fallback Serger or uh, Walker Bueller, if for some Mark, reason. Yeah, and that's, that's ridiculous, too. Yeah, uh, like if you have to throw Scherzer <laughs> to get into the to the wild card for some reason. Yeah. Um, and, you know. But, I, yeah, you got. I doubt even if he's allowed to come back and play, that Bauer would be able to get up to speed. I uh, mean, the Giants rotation, you have Anthony <laughs> DiScofani, Disco, we know him. Kevin yeah. Galsman, another former Red. Johnny Cueto, another former Red, even though he's on the IL. Alex Wood is on the IL. 
yeah. <laughs> the the Giants for some reason have a bunch of guys on their pitching staff and all of them are pitching out of their freaking heads. And that's why yeah. they're 40 games over 500. Nobody saw that coming either. No, I, everybody thought it was the Dodgers and Padres for the NL yeah, West. No, nobody saw the Giants doing what they're done, and I, and I can't explain it. I mean, good for them, though. Um, yeah. They did get they did get Chris Bryant at the deadline to help with the lineup. Which, which the Reds should have got. Well, don't even get me started on the deadline again because yeah, the Reds should have got Chris Bryant. Reds should have. They could have given up hardly nothing and gotten Chris Bryant. Yeah, uh, should have went after a center fielder. They said they were. Well, they you would, could play Bryant. In I would have played in Great that's American Ballpark. Position. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. you've got a short right center, and left is left and left center plays fair, but right center yeah. is short. So you don't have to have. Yep. I mean, people always like, oh, you got to have a Billy Hamilton in center field. In Colorado, no. sure, but in Cincinnati, the outfield just is not very big. Nope. So Chris Bryant is athletic enough that he would have been. Oh God, yeah. I mean, he's he's not any less athletic than Tyler Naquin playing center field. I'll make a prediction now. If they play the Giants, Chris Bryant will probably end up being the one that beats us. Yeah. I, I don't know. I still, but I don't even know if they're going to make it. I'll be honest with you. I don't know if they're going to make it. So, the way they've played the last ten games, if if they'd have been even mediocre the last ten games, they'd have a three or four game lead in the wild card right now because the the Padres oh, yeah. have struggled. But that's not going to always be the case. I mean, the Padres have a great lineup, and they've got decent pitching. They struggled a little bit trying to get some starters there at the deadline, but they've got decent pitching. They've got a pretty good bullpen. Which is a which is the key in the postseason because you've got a quick hook on your starter in the postseason, and <laughs> I mean with the Reds, yeah. one game sure it's a toss up, but in a seven game series, the Reds bullpen is gonna oh, rear gosh. its ugly head because you just you just have a quick hook. We're 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 going on hope. They just, they've just got to play out of their minds if they ever make it. But they, they they but right now we're in a weird like purgatory. <laughs> as Reds fans right now. Like, we're not in heaven, we're not in hell, we're somewhere in between to where there's something there, but... Eh, this this, this yeah. last couple of weeks have just been really frustrating because... Yeah, they have been. They, they could have... They could have went ahead and taken the wild card They could have, absolutely. They have not done it. They could have absolutely almost, almost uh, wrapped it up by now. Yeah. But they just haven't because, I mean... What did everybody say? Oh, the Reds have the easiest schedule. Well, the easy schedule doesn't matter when you lose to them. Losing series against yeah. the Marlins and the Cubs and the Tigers. And, uh, I, mean, well, and, I, and I think it was Carlos on uh, the late night Reds podcast last night. That he was saying, he's like, listen, these guys playing for the Cubs and the Tigers, and these are waiver wire pickups and stuff. These guys are playing for their career. Yeah. You know, you can't count that out. They're playing literally to stay in the game. They've got all the motivation in the world <laughs> to, 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 to brush their teeth, go to bed early, wake up, and be ready to hit. <laughs> yeah. And, you know. and they've just faced, <laughs> they just faced a, a significant amount of left-handed starters that have just 
shut them down uh, yeah. again. Ugh. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's been really frustrating. My hope is they got the Cardinals coming up, then they got the Dodgers. Uh, but then they've got what two series against the Pirates left, something like that. Yeah, but I'm not going to count on these Pirates. I mean, honestly, they need to take care of business against the Cardinals right now. Oh, absolutely. They've got three games. If if they get, blow these three, you can you you can you can. I've already got the fork out of the drawer. <laughs> but if they if they blow it like they're capable of blowing it against the Cardinals, you can just go ahead and stick a fork in them. You got to take two or three of the card against the Cardinals. You just have to. You at this got point. it. You cannot lose this series to the Cardinals. If you were up four or five games in the wild card, okay, whatever. But at because, this yes, point, there's a lot of pirates involved in there, and yes, the the Cardinals still have to play the the uh, Brewers a couple times. But eventually, the Brewers are going to start resting people. Mm-hmm. Cardinals can make up some ground there too. I mean, you the really the, need to bury the Cardinals right now because Philly's going to be breathing down their neck. Atlanta's hanging around there somewhere. Yeah, that's something that people haven't really talked about with the Brewers is they're basically a week from wrapping up the division. Yeah, I think it's 10 games right now. So <laughs> once they wrap that up, you're right. You're going to you're gonna rest some guys to get them ready for the postseason. Anybody who's got the nagging, you know, the nagging soreness yeah. or the you've got a sore ankle or your elbow's kind of barking at you, Okay, you're gonna arrest them. They're, they're not gonna care. <laughs> yeah, they're just gonna they're gonna play whoever and not care if they win or lose. It doesn't, yeah, because they've know. they've already got their spot wrapped up. They know yeah that they're not gonna be in the wild card and they're gonna host the first playoff series. They're gonna shuffle. They're gonna start shuffling the rotation. So yeah, yeah. So yeah, the last couple series of the of the season. They're probably... It's up to the Reds to win their way in. They cannot depend on other people. No, yeah, absolutely. You, you just know. you have to win these games. You just have to. They've yeah. they've blown way too many games in the last couple of weeks that mm-hmm. they should have won. Easily should have won. And now it's the time to put up or shut up. You got to win. Yeah, I mean, when they pulled Guerrero up the last time, I thought, okay. We're going to play Barrero, move Farmer over. We're going to go on a 10-game winning streak. That just did not happen. No. He barely saw any time. He barely, he barely saw anything. And I, I kind of thought that the – no offense. I, I love Tucker. I, I love our catching tandem. But I really thought they'd start, you know, other than Miley, really making sure Stevenson get more, get, gets more at-bats. That, yeah. is, that is that has been a been – a, thing that is bugging the shit out of me and actually when you look at it 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 doesn't look like they've really not had that many different at bats but in these important series it's like that's where stevenson doesn't get as much playing time yeah if you follow me oh absolutely yeah it's like stevenson will play equal time to to tucker when when it's you know they're playing the Pirates. However, when they're playing, you know, like they really needed this series. Stevenson got what a pinch hit hit yesterday. Yeah, I think that's it. You know. Yeah. Uh, David Bell has has left me scratching my head a few times the last couple of weeks. 
And not a bad manager, but I'm no, a great manager. I don't. Yeah, I, I'm with you on that. It, there's some people who are like either absolutely got to fire him or absolutely you must rehire him. I don't see I, that. Yeah, I'd go either way. I yeah, I could go either way. He's he's not horrible, but I wouldn't call him good either. He's just kind of. Yeah. Eh. He he plays. You know, and 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 he's and he's been given a shit bullpen, so. No. Right, yeah. He's been given a shit bullpen, but the way he's used that shit bullpen has also been pretty terrible. He's very loyal sometimes. To a fault. To a fault, yeah. And, I mean, that's great when it's, you know, like, you know, your pals, but we're talking about millions of dollars and, uh, well, millions of dollars. What Everything's about money. Shout, yeah. shout out to Bob Castellini and his broke ass. Well, there's the real fucking problem. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Don't. Yeah. We could go for an hour about Bob Castellini. Yeah. Fuck him. So anyway, we've got some listener questions. All right. Um, I uh, asked the Twitterverse to send us some questions using the has- hashtag Jesse Winker's dick fell off. So Greg Borcher's first question has the first question. Hashtag Jesse Winker's dick fell off. All right. I was told that Barrero must not play because it would mess up the chemistry in the clubhouse. Is this team at least still having fun? I've heard that too, that <laughs> they say it yeah. would mess up the chemistry of the clubhouse if you benched Kyle Farmer. Obviously, I've never been in a major league clubhouse. I've only been, I've only played high school football and that kind of crap. But there are plenty of teams who players hated each other that won because they played the best players. Yeah. I think winning. No, I, I, I believe that. I believe that to an extent, but I believe it only lasts three games. Well, if you're winning, I think the any, winning covers up everything, man. Right. <laughs> I mean, it just does. Which is why it you got to covers up any issues in the clubhouse. Everything. Which is why you just you put your best lineup on the on the field. If That's somebody, why you need a leader to stand up and go, you know what, this makes the team better. Right. This is what it's going to be. And if, say, somebody's got a nagging injury and they need to rest, okay, rest them. Yeah. But if, <laughs> if you've got players that aren't playing because you're loyal to clubhouse chemistry, come on. Be, uh, I mean, it, it, it's hard to juggle, but, yeah, they, you still got to put the best team on the field. And, you, yeah, no, and I'm not 100% discounting it because, yeah, if if you got a guy that everybody universally loves, you're going to give him a little bit more of a break. You saw it with Adrian Suarez. Farmer is very well respected among yeah. the peers. No doubt about that. And he should be. Eugenio yeah. Suarez played more than he should have because of the respect that he had of not only mm. the players but the organization as a whole. But it was to the detriment of the team. That's, yeah. that's the flip side. Is personally, I love a Eugenio Suarez. I'm not going to hear anything bad said about him as a person. Yeah, I do too. But he's, I still think he'll eventually pull out of this mess. But he has mess. been absolutely terrible this year. Yep. And he finally got benched basically when Mustakas yeah. came back, which is what should have happened because it was what was best for the team. Yeah, and I think Barrow should have been at shortstop, and Farmer should have moved over to third. And you know what? Kyle Farmer probably would have moved to third without much of a um, 
fight or anything. Mm-hmm. But you've got the people who think that it's some kind of sacrilege if you ask how former yeah. the third. Those are people sitting at their houses, like kind of like I am right now, <laughs> just you know yelling into the void. No, you can't move. You can move anybody if it's for the best. Uh, I, I work in the field of technology, and you know, there's this whole thing that happens where people are like, "Well, I'm not going to pay attention to this new young guy. He's new. He'll he'll make his mistakes." Yeah, but if he's doing stuff that you can learn from him, you got to learn from him. Yeah, you know, and and we we tend to hang on to the these you know past performance doesn't necessarily say that you're going to be good in new performance. Well, but Barrero's done everything he can do. You, you and just... the only the only prospects that have come up with the Reds organization that have not had issues in the last couple of years are the ones that basically they have it fucked with. They fucked with Sinzel. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have fucked with Barrero at this point. Yeah, to They an did extent. not fuck with Jonathan India. No, they... He... They really didn't. They also didn't fuck with Tyler Stevenson, you know. And there's something to be said for the amount of confidence that comes in with those guys being able to come up and do their thing and not be fucked around with knowing they're knowing what they're going to be doing, knowing that yeah, like with Jonathan India, knowing he's going to play every day. And he, the, I mean, he has absolutely been, I mean, great. I mean, he, he has to be the leader in the clubhouse right now for rookie of the year. Yeah. So. Uh, well, you know, honestly, I'm, I'll, I was thinking about this earlier today is, Am I going to be more upset if the Reds don't make the playoffs or Jonathan Indian doesn't win Rookie of the Year? I'm going to be more upset if Indian doesn't win Rookie of the Year. And this coming from me, who, I, you know, I had the shit talking for two fucking months because every time I shit talked, he <laughs> did good. You, you know, and I hated doing it a lot after a while there. It kind of got old. But, and, and then I kind of was like, well, I'm not going to say anything for like a month. And then I can start praising him, you know, just because I'm superstitious as fuck. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Oh, man. So, <laughs> Bill at OBC2 has a few questions here. The first one is, he didn't use the hashtag, which he never does. What's the worst film you've seen this year? I've only seen one new movie this year, and it was the new Fast and the Furious movie, and it was good. So, I haven't seen the worst film. What's the worst film you've seen this year? Um, Let's see. I haven't watched the stupid Space Jam thing. Uh, worst film I've seen this year. Uh, shit. I don't know. I, I don't watch a ton. I of really movies. don't know. I, it, it might, I, I watch a lot of movies, but I, I'm trying to think of one from this year. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't watch a bunch of movies. I, I mean, the best movie I've seen in the last two years has been Ford versus Ferrari. No, I the haven't second seen that, best yeah. movie was The Peanut Butter Falcon. Um, <laughs> probably the worst, just because, and, and it doesn't even affect me because I'm not that much of a Star Wars freak. Uh, would have been whatever that what, the Return of Skywalker or whatever that was. 
Oh, I'm sure that was garbage just because all Star, uh, Star Wars. Well, I mean, it. I thought it was a good movie. I enjoyed it. It just, you know, <laughs> but but it was the whole really it was the people bitching about it that made it like, dude, do I have to get that in depth about it? It's, it's a movie. I'll I'll <laughs> never understand the hardcore Star Wars fans who But you got to be so in depth about it. It's like well, it's oh, like, I enjoyed watching it. Like I mean, my, my favorite Star Wars movie is Rogue One just cuz it's cool. Well, anytime a new Star Wars movie comes out, you have the people saying, well, why didn't they do this? Or why didn't they do that? I don't yeah. know. Maybe you should write the fucking movie then. Well, like me and you both like The Matrix. And yep. Oh, well, I'm Matrix excited. Thing's coming out and everybody's freaking out about The Matrix. I'm like, dude, just give me more Matrix. I don't care. I'm excited. Like- <laughs> I mean, The Matrix is one of my favorite movies of all time. The second and third ones were kind of like, but the first I mean, one. And I love the Transformers movies. You know why? Because they throw tanks into the side of the pyramids. I love the fa- I love to do a performance of storyline. <laughs> I love the Fast and the Furious movies. They're absolutely yeah. they're absolutely ridiculous, ridiculous, but they're entertaining. Yeah. Yes, that's, that's all I'm asking. For. I don't I'm I don't not, need to see. I'm, I'm asking to be entertained for a few minutes. That's it. <laughs> I don't need to see some artsy Oscar nominated film that's that you fall asleep because it's three hours long and it's like, Ugh. but I don't know. But there was one was. really bad movie that I watched, but it was so bad it was almost good and i can't remember the name of it but it was some independent film like most independent films are they're like you know like like the the, the classic is the, the movie rubber <laughs> which is about a tire that can blow up shit and it's so bad it's good oh i love things that are so bad that it's good <laughs> yeah if you've never watched the movie rubber watch it it is so bad so so bad but it's actually good. When you're done, you're like, I was just in a trance the entire time I watched that crap. Bill has a couple other questions here. We'll go real quick through. What's the uh, What's the last baseball book you read? For me, it's The Big 50. Shout out to Chad Dotson and Chris Garber. What's the last baseball book you read? Mine's uh, The Dictator and the Pitcher, Satchel Page, and uh, One Year in uh, Cuba. Nice. What's your favorite Gatorade flavor? They don't have it anymore, but it's cucumber. Cucumber I, lime. <laughs> I've I've switched over to Powerade more than Gatorade, and I like yeah. the the like white cherry one is really good. I don't I don't know exactly what it's called. They quit making the cucumber lime, and I'm pissed about it. Sons of bitches. Yep. <laughs> and whose IL will Sinzel be on next season? He's still under team control. He'll be with the Reds. Until he, until his arbitration runs out and he gets the hell away from them, because they're dicking over so much. You know, I'm not so positive about that. I think Senzel's done, and, and I think we're going to end up giving away Senzel. Uh, my guess, the Indians, and he will make two All Star teams with them. They just the injuries are one thing, but the way they've dicked him over. He's <laughs> mishandling it. That they're gonna be able to make a. Speaking of movies, you're gonna be able to make a movie of how bad the red buck was in Zell. He he has to be pissed. Now he has his own issues. I'm right, positive of it. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah. injuries are one thing. But the the service time manipulation and he's constantly being moved around the field. Which you know, it's okay to move your your top prospect around the field, but you can't move Kyle Farmer off a short anyway. Sometimes I also feel like he should be a giant. Yeah. He's like the kind of player that the Giants would get like the absolute most out of. 
Giants get the most yeah, out of a uh, lot of players. They can, yeah. And it's like, oh, look. Well, and maybe it's just because of all these Reds pitchers sitting on the Giants rotation. I'm like, oh, look, they don't suck. <laughs> so <laughs> Andy Hahn at uh, Lunchbox. Oh, Andy. Yeah. Lunchboxier. Yeah. Yeah. He has a question. Hashtag Jesse Winker's dick fell off. Is it okay to attend a sporting event and wear a jersey of a team not represented on the field of play? I'm one of these people that, like, if you want to wear whatever you want to wear, just wear it. I mean, there's some people that are like, absolutely, no, you can't wear a jersey if you're an adult. Who cares? Let people wear what they want. I'm the only. I believe absolutely you can. Yeah. So yeah, wear what you want. I mean, I'll, I'll give a, I'll give a perfect example. Last weekend, went to a Reds game with the family. First, first time I could get my family all to a Reds game in a couple years. And I'm not I'm talking pre pandemic because kids are older, school, jobs, all that stuff. It's hard to get everybody's schedule aligned. You know, it just is. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, you know, last weekend I'm wearing a Satchel Page jersey. I'm wearing a Monarchs jersey to uh, Reds game. I can't tell you how many times, and I know that's not a competitive team, and it's probably not what Andy's talking about, but, you know, just the conversations that I had coming through the ballpark of nice jersey, I'm like, yeah, Satchel's the man, you know, and and we'd have a nice conversation for, you know, uh, two minutes, yeah, you know, and it was just not nice, you know, that, that people would recognize the jersey and other fans of something like that that are there that are like, hey, is that a Satchel jersey? Yes, that is. You know? Yeah. Yeah, so people should just, just wear what you want. I mean, Phil wears uh, fanny packs to games when he goes, so, you know, shout out to Phil. <laughs> uh, we, <laughs> we had another question from Greg Borchers. Hashtag Jesse Winker's dick fell off. Have the Reds ever considered getting an actual scouting report to use against Ian Happ? <laughs> Here, here's the scouting report. Don't, fuck, don't fucking throw him fastballs over the plate. <laughs> if it comes within three inches of the plate, stop. <laughs> I mean, it is unbelievable. Dude, that guy. That guy. That guy would. Needs to call him daddy. If Ian Happ played against the Reds every game, he'd be a Hall of Famer. Yeah. I mean, just ridiculous numbers against the Reds. So stop throwing him fastballs over the plate. Throw him off speed stuff. Throw him fastballs off the plate. If you walk I was in, really impressed with how the bullpen handled him. I, I mean, every time he came up to the plate last night, I was like, oh boy, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, obviously, the starting staff did not have the proper scouting report against him this season. Or they're sitting up there going, this guy eats us alive. Crap, I just gave him another one. <laughs> You know, son of a bitch. Son of a bitch. So, uh, <laughs> Carlos Guevara has the next question. He didn't use the hashtag, but he Carlos. said he said he did, but you just can't see it. So. Oh, that's my new brother right there, by the way. <laughs> oh, he's awesome. Shout yeah. out to Carlos. So he he his question is with twenty one games to go. What is y'all's opinion on what the magic number would be? I say fourteen wins gets you in. Let's yeah, go fourteen. I'm, 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 he says fourteen. Fourteen and seven, yeah, I would I would go with that. If you go fourteen and seven, you're in the playoffs. 
I, I would agree with him. I, I would say with help, they could do it with 12. But 14 sounds much better. Yeah. I'm saying right now, though, I don't see them winning 14 of the next 21. I just don't see it. See, no. that's the thing that sucks is, is that we're in purgatory here. Yeah. I can see it and I cannot see it. You know, it's, it's, I have, no, I have no idea because inconsistency is, is hard to calculate, isn't it? Yeah. That, that's why I'm kind of down right now on Ole Miss because yeah. they've had so many winnable games over the next, over the last couple of weeks that they've just pissed away. Oh, yeah. Oh, and, yesterday's game was so winnable. Yeah. They should have never went to extras. Absolutely. Ugh. Reds. I mean, honestly, when you look at the box score, it, it kind of lies to you a little bit because, hell, going into the night, <laughs> the Cubs had two freaking hits. Yeah. <laughs> that was it. And they won the game. And they won the game, but they ended up with more hits by the time they won. But, you know. Thank you, Brad Brock. It's still, you look at the, if you look at the box score, you're like, well, that's not how that game really went. Right. Uh, last question comes from Steve at Steve at S liked nine, two, six. I'm not. Yeah. Uh, he asked hashtag Jesse Winker's dick fell off. Is Nick Kroll the worst GM in sports or a very good yes man for Castellini? I think he's a yes man first and a mediocre GM second. Huh? I don't think he's a horrible GM because we haven't been able to see him do like have the handcuffs taken off. Shout out to Jeremy. Let me see. Can I put it this way? He knows how not to lose a job. Oh, he's a, I think he's absolutely <laughs> a yes man. Yeah. He, he knows how not to lose his job to be just good enough to not lose his job as someone that's also good at that. I respect it. Well, I mean, <laughs> we don't, we really don't know if he's gone out and tried to make deals and the front office or Castellini tells him no, or if Castellini has just flat out said, you just can't add payroll. And so he hasn't added payroll really. He's added a little, he added a yeah. little bit with uh, the Givens and Turner contracts, but. Not much, and it's it seems well, to me there, he was supposed to turn around and you know reallocate funds after Iglesias was gone, and well, that didn't happen. No, those funds are reallocated right to Castellini's pockets. He he, he knows exactly how not to do his job. Yeah, I th- I think it's almost unfair to judge him on his talent as a GM because he just. I mean, I, I don't have any inside information. I don't have any sources, but I think it's obvious from what he said and what Castellini has said when he talks to P Doc and nobody else is that <laughs> he's basically been handcuffed. It, he can he's only done exactly do, what ownership has told him today. He's done what he's told. He's he right. made. And they he, may give him a little bit to play room, but not much. Yeah, he made a good deal for Michael Givens. No, can't take that away from him. Here's something that here's something that I it keeps on coming up in my head is okay, and then I wouldn't know if this would be Bob or if this would be Crawl, but with the bullpen situation and pulling Brock back up, and 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 I've seen this other time. 
that he exposes because they've had the conversation of Bell saying, I need this guy to come up. They bring a different guy up and he puts him in a situation where they fail because he knows they're going to fail to prove his point. Yeah. Um, and I actually think Bell has done this several times over the last, over his tenure. That yeah. he's like, well, you get shit, this is what you get. When in in Crawl's mind, he's like, I'm not going, you're not going to play him, right? And then they play him. Imagine, imagine this lineup with Chris Bryant in center field. Oh, good God. Yeah. A right-handed bat to counteract some of these lefties they've been facing. Put him uh-huh. in the middle of your lineup. You're not going to resign him because he's going to be making $200 million. That's fine. You give him, you make uh-huh. him a qualifying offer, you get the draft pick. But the Giants didn't give up a lot for him. Well, this division was lost in May when, when the Brewers went, hey, uh, James guy might be able to hit away from the drop. When the Reds could have him in the offseason. I mean, they just they lost, and that's on, that's on crawl. That's totally on crawl. I, yeah. He should have been able to see that. I agree with that. Uh, because Adamus has not made a ton of money yet. He's no, still no. in arbitration. The and reason he looking w- into it more, Adamus had said that the trop when they changed the lights messed with his eyes. Well, and Adamus became expendable. And Bobby were saying he's whining. He wasn't whining. No, that was true. Adamus became expendable to raise because of uh, some guy named Wander Franco who was absolutely yeah. tearing it up. He was a number one prospect in baseball for a reason, and he's showing it. See, I think I think that Bob is in, in, in crawls here going, you got to be the race. you got to be the race, Dude, there's not everybody's going to be able to be the race. The Reds it's can't. It's not going to happen. That, that, they're, they're, they are an outlier. The Reds can't be the Rays until they draft better. But, but the Rays draft and trade, and yeah. they don't hang on, on players. The Rays, the Rays don't have. You know, the, the, it, 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 if, if, the, if the Rays management was in charge, Joey Votto never would have had a contract. If, uh, uh, Suarez never would have had a contract. Brandon Phillips never would have had a contract. They'd have been gone a year before their production started going down. The problem between that and the Reds is that Bob Cassellini relies on sentiment instead of intelligence when it comes yep. to the baseball operations. I mean, Evan Longoria was a, was a Ray. He was the best Ray they had. Hunter Renfro was a Ray. And they let him go. David I mean, Price. They let him go in his prime. I mean, you can think, you just, you can look at all of the players that they've dealt and where are they? They're in the playoffs because yep. they draft and develop. They make good trades, and yep. every year they're competitive now, playing yep. in an absolute dump of a stadium and drawing nobody because their fan base is like forty miles from the stadium. Not yeah, that's a little bit of exaggeration, but it's St. Peter's downtown. St. Petersburg is at least. A half hour, forty-five minutes from Tampa, mm-hmm. with traffic, and but they they have a smart front office who don't rely on sentiment; they rely nope. on numbers and productivity, and are smart about the money they do spend. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and it's it's not like like you said they trade players that are good away. Yeah, they'll they'll trade them right away. And players sold the most jerseys doesn't mean shit to them. All that matters is restocking. Because yep. once they get too expensive, okay. But we have this asset that you can deal for other assets. Just like yep. 
we always and, talk. You know, I mean, they do draft good, but they trade so well. And they go in, and, 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 and the reason they so well is not because they're just good at it. It's because they're trading somebody's worse something. Yeah. You you have you know, to trade somebody you, you trade Evan Longoria, you're going to get something. Yeah. Just like you trade. And, and I said, they're an outlier. Most teams will not do that because they're going to look at jersey sales. We've talked about it before, but the perfect example of the difference between the Reds and the Rays is the 2015 All-Star game. Yep. Bob Castellini did not want his best players dealt because the All-Star game was coming. And then, you know, to his credit, uh, Todd Frazier had a great home run derby and exhibition. And Bob Castellini absolutely refused to trade him until until his value had sunk. He refused to trade Aroldis Chapman until he he literally shot his value away. Um, He really – Cueto was too late. Traded quite too late. There, I mean, that's the part. That's the problem with with Castellini in that one, he's cheap, but he's cheap and doesn't want to trade fan favorites because he's afraid. Within of, nine months, they had to trade for Billy Hamilton for actually something, and and he then they ended it. up just letting him walk. Yeah, I forget who reported that that the Reds had a deal. I don't forget who that was, was Mo. That was Mo. Mo. Yeah, had a yeah. deal for Hamilton. Next, because the owner liked him. Yep. Look, if you're the owner of the team, I'm sure you like a lot of the players. But that's but the difference between the Rays ownership and the Reds ownership is the Rays ownership puts smart people in their front office and trusts them and Let, keeps their yep. heads off of it. And yep. the Rays are competitive every year. The Braves are competitive every year because they let their front office. They've got a little bit more money, obviously. Because Atlanta has a huge market, but yeah, but even even so, well, and they're and their own their own back corporation too. Their so. own, yeah, but their front office is allowed to do what they need to do. They, they don't have any owners that can get sentimentally attached right. that they have to answer to. So Kroger by the Reds, <laughs> yeah, something like that. Yeah, I mean, I, I I don't you know who knows what it is, but you know, and I know that that over on you know Chad's. Uh, Shut the chat. Slack stream and stuff. They're trying to do like a billboard or whatever. But, but at this point, I mean, you know, other than I don't know what 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 Castellini has to lose by selling the Reds. I mean, it, it, right now he's already, you know, hell, even three hundred and eighty-four million to one point worth five one point five billion. Those are big ass numbers. He's not going to sell yeah, the Reds no. because it's a cash cow, and he gets to be the king of the castle. Yeah, I mean, you know, and and, I, and I'm sorry, but it, it, you know, and Chad's right on this, and and I haven't done good by following Chad on it because I've given the Reds plenty of money this year. Um, just quit going. But that's just not going to happen because all they have to do is drag out whatever they can from the big red machine three times a year. Yeah. Make a couple bobblehead nights and ta-da, there's a bunch of money. Which then gets back to the, well, you say you're low on money, but you can roll out these gimmicks to fill the stands. Now, obviously, attendance does not factor in 100% on profit. But according to Bob, attendance matters. 
uh, attendance matters, but doesn't matter as much as the broadcast revenue and the uh, license, the license, license apparel and stuff like that. Yeah. So, yeah. so the, you know, the selling I mean, of apparel. Last weekend, and we went on it. We went on a budget last weekend because there was a shit ton of us. It was still like seven hundred dollars. Yeah. You know, easy. But now that's not seven hundred dollars just get in the stadium and and you know food and drink and everything. That's tickets, parking, all the money we spent in Cincinnati, not counting a hotel. Right. You know. Yeah. <laughs> not a hotel. You want to add a hotel to it? I spent eleven hundred dollars to go to the Reds game last weekend. Yeah, don't want to stay at that last hotel. No. We stayed awful damn close because I couldn't <laughs> get the one I normally liked because it was Labor Day weekend. So Yeah, but Labor Day weekend, the fireworks. All stayed in their assigned parking spots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Labor Day with the fireworks. Yeah, all the all the downtown yeah. hotels. Oh, but, and filled. we had a great time. I mean, we, we mm-hmm. absolutely had a blast. You know, it, it was, you know, I ain't going to lie. Saturday, it was great to be back in the stadium. And, you know, me and my wife were looking through pictures of, like, when we were there when the kids were, like, you know, 5 and 11. Mm-hmm. And we're just like, oh, that's so cute. And now look at them. Here we are with, you know, their girlfriends and, you know, and it's their girlfriend's first time at the stadium. You know, everybody, it was a good time. You know, yeah. overall, a great time. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what sucks is, you know. Going to the ballpark is a great time, but yeah. I can I can understand the frustration of some people who say, "Stop giving Castellini money," but then yeah. you're almost hurting yourself because it's such a good time, regardless yeah. of you know where the money is going. If it makes sense, and being a Reds fan is part of the fabric of our lives. I mean, the Reds being a Reds fan was a was part of you and your dad's life. Yep, that you just lost, and part of mine and my dad's life. That was, even when we couldn't agree on anything, we always had the Reds. There's there's one thing that I've missed in this last couple of weeks where the Reds have played like garbage. Yeah. And that's the text from my dad saying, they suck. Or, yeah. did you see that? They blew another one. Yeah, mm. he would do that. But that was, it seems like something trivial and little when it's happening. But when you don't get those anymore. It's, it's like when you watch a game and they blow it and you're like, this is when my dad would text me the suck or what, why they keep pitching Michael Renzen or, um, yeah, horribly mispronouncing somebody's name. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I hate, I hate that me and dad couldn't have the argument after that farmer the other night. Yeah. Of why farmer still starting because I know that he would be like, that's why he's starting right there. I know that's what he would say. Because if you could flash some leather, my dad was a fan. <laughs> you know? My dad would always he, go he off. He loved defense. <laughs> my dad would always go off about the strikeouts. Adam Dunn. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, why do they, this? His his exact quote is, why are they taking those called third strikes? And I'm like, yeah. Well, one, I'm not in the I'm not in the batter's box, but they have a good enough eye that they think they're outside. Yeah. And a lot of times other, they were. Other, other than Joe Morgan, Billy Hamilton was my dad's favorite player. Ever. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's just, and he also liked Brandon Phillips a whole hell of a lot. 
for good because reason. Did, the, the leather work, you know. I mean, mm-hmm. and, just, and, he, and he just he's like, I just like watching Billy run and catch stuff. <laughs> that well, know? that's what my dad would say too. He's like, I just like watching some of these plays these guys make. Yeah, yeah. And Billy Hamilton could flat out pick it. Yeah. <laughs> Couldn't hit for damn, but. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. But I and I hate. That, that neither of them got to see Joey doing what Joey's doing in old mm-hmm. age. Yeah. Or see because what Jonathan... Dad was always a huge Joey fan. He's like, he's like, <laughs> that dad would be like, uh. <laughs> like I remember when 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 Joey got when he got the base on balls on three balls instead of four. I was watching that game with my dad. And he was he was dying laughing. He was screaming. He's like, "That was third ball. That wasn't four. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's keeping track old school. And he's like, mm-hmm. he's not laughing. He's so damn good. The umpire didn't even argue with me. And Dad's like, "Now that's when you know you made it. That's you know the strike zone." <laughs> Nobody knows the strike zone better than Joey Votto. <laughs> Yeah, if Joey doesn't think it was a strike. It wasn't a strike. It was just the way it is. Yeah. All of it. Some yeah. of the umpiring, though, not even just oh, the Reds I mean, games. I, 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 and I hate that he's not here to see the, the uh, a run in September. Yep. Yeah. Being able to watch a playoff game. Yep. Yeah. Now, my mom's still on board all the way, so. I I went with my dad and my brother to a playoff Bengals game. Which of course they lost because that's what the Bengals do. Yeah. But um, it was just neat because it was the first Bengals playoff game I'd ever been to, and I had asked my dad, you know, do you want to go? And then we asked my brother to make it a whole family thing, and it was against the Chargers. And of course, Andy Dalton did what Andy Dalton does, which is become a turnover factory. But, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I mean, it was. I mean, all the way up until the actual game, it was great because. Yeah. The playoff atmosphere and being there with your family yeah. and but anyway. Anyway, yeah. But I wish Dad was here to see this year. Same. Me too. And there's still hope, even though as Chad Dotson, we we're giving Chad way too many shout outs. Uh, <laughs> as Chad hey, Dotson pretty awesome. As Chad we're Dotson. Like, we're all looking at Dad and in red. Absolutely. Red we love Chad. Um, but yeah. as Chad Dotson loves There's to say, There's a lot of crazy out there, and Chad is honestly kind of an anchor. <laughs> as Him he and sa- Casey. Oh, yeah. As he says, hope is not a strategy. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Casey. Um, yeah. If you don't follow Casey, what's wrong with you? Anyway. <laughs> yeah. So that'll about, uh, that'll about wrap up this edition of the podcast. Uh, uh, Branch and I will go back and forth here with our final thoughts, and Branch, why don't you start us off? Um, shoot, I, 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 I'm stuck here in purgatory, man. I, I, I'm like every part of my, every fiber of my being's like, hey, they're still in it. It's September, <laughs> but then I'm like, yeah, but did you see the last five series? <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so if you're a Reds fan and you're and you've got mixed emotions, I think that's the norm right now. <laughs> So I'm going to piggyback off of that for my first final thought in that uh, you're talking about purgatory. Um, I'm going to nerd out for a second. 
back in the Middle Ages, the Catholic Church would use purgatory to coerce funds from their parishioners. So they would say, if you give this much money, your loved one that just died will be released from purgatory. <laughs> and they paid for the Sistine Chapel to be built from funds of basically okay. grifting their parishioners, saying that their families were in purgatory and they needed to make money to get them out. Don't even get me started on that. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Scam. <laughs> yeah. We'll give a shout out to Ram at Uncle Ram. A shout out to the Cincy Sports <laughs> Gallery. Go see Cali unless you have COVID. Um Shout out to the Kentucky Wildcats and the West Virginia Mountaineers for starting their football seasons. Hey, you know what? Real quick, though. I want to say, because there's probably going to be some UC fans that listen to this. I'm sincerely looking forward to a hopefully very competitive UC and WVU rivalry. It's going to be wonderful in basketball right from the get-go. Well, in basketball, football, football the WU's a little bit behind. But right you got now, Neil Brown there. Brown just took over. You know, and, and, and you, you see, we'll whoop up on him on football off the get go. I think to look fickle leaves for a better job. Hey, well, <laughs> well, until Brown gets his entire program mm-hmm. fully under him, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, it's just that it's going to take. It, it, he's working on it. It isn't quite there yet. Um, you know, probably about three years from now, as long as something stupid doesn't happen and he's been able to build the program the way he wants it, it should, it should be a really competitive rivalry, which, you know, I've never once thought that I need to go to Nippert. And I, and my kid played in the band at, at Nippert when he was in Marshall a couple times, and I never was like, well, I'm not going to that game. <laughs> you know? I've been to... So I'm, I'm going to go. I, I mean, I'm planning on going. That's going to be fun because, quite honestly, Morgan... That's five hours away. Mm-hmm. Uh, UC's like two and a half. <laughs> so. It's like it's like thirty minutes for me. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I do seriously. Um, it's good that Cincinnati is going to be in a major conference for a change. Mm-hmm. Um, now when you're talking about the basketball rivalry, I've heard uh, I saw on Twitter that, uh, and I forget who who said it, so I'm sorry, whoever that was. Uh, that it should be the Huggy Bear trophy. It should be. And to me, the trophy should be a car with puke down the side of it in honor of his DUI <laughs> when Huggins was here. Only if there's a uh, empty bottle of Jack and a, and a 1986 uh, Playboy or in the car. Or a statue of a horse and Art Long punching it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, we love Huggy. We love Huggy. You see, should have never did well, what they did. Well, Huggy is awesome, and you know I love I love having him as our head basketball coach. <laughs> yeah, um, a lot of UC fans in the word Nancy Zimfer don't get along um, because she was a presidency when she basically yeah him. Um, yeah. But anyway, shout out to shout out to Huggy Bear. Yeah, uh, he's still kicking. And, and he's, honestly, he's a good dude, and his players love him. Does he have his players? Oh, he. Mishap? Yeah, I mean, it's not. He wouldn't be a high major coach unless he had some demons. I mean, John yeah. Calipari coaches my team for God's sake. <laughs> There's some I've demons met him. there. He's a good guy. He's I, a good, I've, oh, I've met him personally. He's, he's a great guy. Honestly. He's done some shady shit in the past, but he's a great guy. <laughs> <laughs> Patino oh, Rick, Rick Patino is just a piece of shit overall. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. 
<laughs> but I, I've also known quite a few kids that have dealt with Cal Perry. He's, he's a good man. Oh, yeah. He, he's not a bad coach. No. <laughs> we got a little bit off the rails there, but. Um, Sorry. Yeah, no, I love the basketball. Hey, it's fine. <laughs> it's college football started. That's one of my favorite times of the is. But seriously, football. you see and WVU playing? That's going to be great. Yeah. Um, I think from what I've read is that the ACC requires, or AAC, not ACC. Uh, yeah. requires 27 months and so it's going to be probably like, probably 2023 before they start play because yeah. that's not quite 27 months but that, then, it's probably negotiable. The football programs will probably be pretty matched up actually. yeah yeah i mean luke fickle will yeah. probably be, you know <laughs> at like oklahoma and, and i'm sorry to all the uc fans that have never seen uh big 12 refs oh big 12 refs are notorious Dude, it's, it's like, oh, you're not going to call that, but you're going to call that. That's all you, you do the entire game. Why do you Texas win so much? And, hey. But it's, both, it's fair both ways. It's shitty both, both ways. Oh, yeah. It's no. totally confusing both ways. I'm not saying that there's a bias. There's not. It's just really bad. Absolutely. I mean, officiating <laughs> in general has become just absolute trash, but that's a, that's a yeah. topic for another podcast. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so I think that'll about wrap it up. Um, For Branch, this is Coop saying uh, we'll talk to you later. Cincinnati, Ohio. Cincinnati, Ohio.